This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Welcome if you've just tuned into Radio K Pulpit. I'm Alana Ulifi and this is my program called Body Matters. I know it's been a busy start to this year and I know for many of us, it's just trying to get back into routine like work or even school runs. But beyond all the busyness, I really trust that this year is going to be a great year. You know, usually on my program, I interview people who are in ministry, But it's all about the body of Christ. And today I don't really have a guest with me, but today I would really like to share about the topic of, do you know the authority that you have in Christ? Do you know the power that you have in the Holy Spirit? You know, the Word of God says, my people will perish because of a lack of knowledge. And it's like being given an inheritance that you are oblivious about. And you know what? We have an inheritance in Christ. You know that the Holy Spirit is a gift from God. And I just want to start with Matthew seven eleven that says, If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And one of the other translations, it actually says, Who... I'm such a good father, who would I not want to withhold or give the Holy Spirit to you? So I want to chat a little bit about what is the Holy Spirit. You know that the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity, but it's also the Spirit of God. And if we read in Romans 6.10, it says, The Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, now lives in you. You know, the Spirit inside of us is so powerful. And I just want to share some of the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. You know that the Holy Spirit represents the DNA of God, His Spirit and His Kingdom. We carry the blueprint of God and His Kingdom inside of us. And you know, for Christians, it's because of the Spirit that we are no longer natural, but supernatural beings. The Holy Spirit is the same Spirit that lives in God and in Jesus, and now lives in us. You know that it's the Holy Spirit that sets us apart from the world. You know, the demonic forces are also spiritual, and they can identify in the spiritual realm the children of God. It's almost like having the mark of the Spirit inside of us. And you know that only Spirit can recognize Spirit. And we have a spiritual entity that also connects us to the spiritual realm. You know, sometimes if you think about it, um, because of God's spirit inside of us, we are connected to him. We we have the mind of Christ. And we are, you know, it says we know the thoughts of Christ. We'll be able to tell what God has in store for us. And without the spirit, we cannot be in right standing with God or have true peace or joy. For the kingdom of God, it says, is not a matter of eating and drinking, but righteousness, joy and peace in the spirit. And that comes from Romans fourteen seventeen. You know, the spirit inside of us is perfect because God is perfect. Even though we, we as humans are not perfect in our own ability and strength, we are weak. But because we have a perfect spirit inside of us, we are strong. And if I read 2 Corinthians 12, 9 to 10, it says, But he said to me, 
My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I'll boast even more of my weakness, so that the power of God may rest upon me. You know, we can do nothing. And the Bible says that without God, we are nothing. It's only because of his spirit inside of us that we are in right standing with him. Not anything that we have done, anything that we can or will do. I mean, the word even says that nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. And then it also says, you know, the spirit of God, and this is the character of the spirit. The spirit of God inside of us doesn't contain fear. In 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Now, the Holy Spirit inside of us does not contain fear. Therefore, when we experience fear, we've kind of stepped out of God's functioning. We are not functioning within the Spirit of God, but we are allowing the enemy to control us. The same as anxiety, the same as depression. Those things are not from God because the Spirit inside of us is joy and peace. You know, because of the Spirit... We have power. And I want to let you know that we have power and authority. Because in Acts 1 8, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witness, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And the power of the Holy Spirit allows you to stand strong for the things of God. You know, because of God's spirit, you know, in our own strength, we can't love anybody. It says none of us are good. <laughs> you know, we, we don't have the ability to love. But God is love. And it says whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. You see, God is love and all who live in God lives in love and God in him. It sounds like a mouthful. But in essence... The spirit inside of us, which is God's spirit, is love because the word says God is love. Because of the spirit, we have a sound mind. And we go back to that scripture, it says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So what is a sound mind? A sound mind is having the mind of Christ, is being able to discern between good and evil, being able to rise above your emotions, be able to take your thoughts captive and bring it under the obedience of Christ. And when I look at 1 Corinthians 2.16, it says, For who knows the mind of the Lord to instruct him, but we as Christians have the mind of Christ. You know, without the Holy Spirit, we are defenseless against the enemy. Because the Word of God says our weapons are not against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual forces of evil. And that's Ephesians 6.12. You know that we are up against a spiritual world. And if we don't have the Spirit of God in us, we cannot fight a spiritual battle. Because flesh can't fight spirit, only spirit can fight spirit. And lastly, without God's spirit, we do not have eternal life. You know, our bodies may die, but the Holy Spirit inside of us can never die. We've got a spirit. God lives forever. 
And if his spirit is within us, then we'll also live forever. And John 10, 10 says, I came so that you may have life and life in abundance. And Romans 8, 10 says, but if Christ is in you, even though your body is subjected to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if we look at that, is it so God is so good. He says he wants to give the Holy Spirit to us. It's because of his spirit that we are more than overcomers in Christ Jesus. It says you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. But let's take a break and we come back and we look at what is the function of the Holy Spirit? How can we use what God has given us to take up our authority in Christ Jesus? Hi, welcome. If you just tuned in, it's Alana Willy for you and you are with Body Matters. And I'm talking about authority today. Do you know the authority that you have in Christ Jesus? And you know, without his spirit inside of us, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of power, power, might, you know, and I just want to talk about, I've touched on the characteristics of the Holy Spirit, and I want to just touch on the functions of the Holy Spirit. But I first want to read from Isaiah eleven two to 3, which says, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. Now that same spirit that lived in Jesus Christ, that lives in him, lives in us. His spirit lives within us. So what is the purpose of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Now, if we look at the Holy Spirit, we are, first of all, one of the functions is to transform us into the image of Christ. You know, when we become Christians, you know, we are to become more and more like him. So as we abide in Christ and download the blueprint of heaven, you know, the kingdom principles in our hearts, with wisdom and understanding, we get to know the character and the heart of God, his purpose for our lives. The more time we spend with God, the more we realize that we've got purpose the more we realize what is God's heart because we've got the mind of Christ. When we fellowship with God, we obey his voice and we will experience spiritual growth. The more you obey him, he says, if you love me, God says you will obey me. So it's hearing the word of God, spending time in the word of God, knowing what is your rights, knowing your authority. And as you step into that, and as you step into obedience, you will experience spiritual growth, healing, deliverance, and restoration. And the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to make us one with Christ and to transform us into mature Christians as we walk out our salvation and fulfill our God-given purpose. You know, it's only in Christ that you will know what you were born for. It's for His purpose, for His glory, His His made you for purpose. And 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of God. And the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. You know, in our own ability, we cannot change ourselves. In our own ability, we cannot save ourselves. We cannot 
do anything. It says apart from God, and I know I repeat this continuously, but without Him, we cannot do anything. It's about surrender. Surrender. Know what is your right. You know that the Bible has all the rights. It's like a constitution. You know, when we are in the kingdom of God, we have got rights. We've got power. We've got authority. And the more we know what we have and the more obedient we are, the more we become effective in what God has planned for us. And it's the Holy Spirit in us also, you know, that reveals to us the things of God. You know, the Holy Spirit is the helper. Therefore, we have, as I said before, the mind of Christ. We have the blueprint of Christ inside of us. And we have access to God's thoughts. We can hear God's voice. Every Christian, it says, my sheep know my voice. We know him. We know when he speaks to us. You know, sometimes God is always speaking to us. He's always speaking to us. But do we always listen? Do we always make the time to hear his voice? You know, as believers, the Lord promises us that he will give us a helper. You know, when Jesus died on the cross and he, you know, the, the time at Pentecost, and he said to them, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Okay, so we are talking about the function of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the helper. You know, when we need help in any situation, wherever you find yourself and you need help, even just to get through the day, even as a mother, sometimes it's just, just help me to get through this day. Help me to to get things done and you know the holy spirit is faithful he sustains us and he strengthens us and he helps us in times of trouble you know the holy spirit guides us into the truth and he's also known as the spirit of truth and he puts us in remembrance of god's word now just to put this in perspective you know when we look at the devil or the enemy. It says he's the father of lies. Satan is the father of lies. That's his identity. He is a liar. And everything that the enemy brings to us is a lie. It's a lie. It's just off from the truth. And it's so subtle. If we don't know the word of God, if you don't know um, what the word says, we are so easily deceived by the enemy but then god says i give you the spirit of truth now this is spirit of truth is in opposition to the enemy which is the um, the father of lies so when the spirit of truth comes he will guide us in all truth he will not speak on his own but he will tell you what he has heard from the lord he will tell you about the future you know, the Holy Spirit even shows us about the future. It's because of the Holy Spirit inside of that that we as Christians have the ability even to prophesy. Not everybody walks in the gift of prophecy, but we all have the ability to prophesy because the Spirit says, the, the Word says, the Spirit will tell us things to come and reveal God's heart to us regarding any situation. You know, the prophet Joel prophesied in the Old Testament, the following, it says in Joel 2.28, Then afterwards I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Young sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. You see, this prophecy has already been fulfilled and God speaks to each one of us. We are all God's prophets. We can all prophesy. 
Another function of the Holy Spirit is He convicts us. He convicts us of sin and He enables us to live a righteous life. Now, the Holy Spirit is like a guide. He's there to help us, to keep us on the right track. He reveals to us God's will and He helps us to make right choices. He sanctifies us so that we can become all that God intended us to be. The Holy Spirit is also our comforter and our counselor. The Holy Spirit is always with us. It doesn't matter where we go through life, the Holy Spirit will give us the strength, the peace and the faith to get through every situation that we face. And also the Holy Spirit is known as the Advocate. He makes intercession on our behalf. Even when we pray, we can pray through the Holy Spirit. Now, sometimes we don't always know what to pray for. The Word of God says, you know, you're stuck in a situation. You don't know what to pray for. You don't even have the words to speak. So just pray in the Spirit. And it says, but the Spirit in us knows what we need, even when we don't. And Ephesians six eighteen says, and pray in the Spirit in all occasions with all kinds of prayer requests. Romans 8.26 says, In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We don't know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through worthless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, and the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So now I've touched on what the Holy Spirit inside of us can do you know we have the ability through the holy spirit we all we we can do all things through christ jesus and you know because of the spirit inside of us we we have been transferred the minute we gave our lives to jesus we were transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light and we cannot live according to the principles of darkness any longer we need to be transformed and as i said one of the the um, functions of the Holy Spirit is transformation. You know, we need to live according to the new life. We can't live the way we used to live. And abiding and obeying the new set of principles. You know, in God's kingdom, there's new principles. There's a new culture that we need to adopt. You know, when I went to Bethel overseas, I I bought myself um, a top, and on the top says Jesus culture. And I know it's a band, but... It makes so much sense. It's a it's a culture. When you belong to Jesus, you don't adopt the culture of the world. You adopt the culture of the kingdom that you're living in. If you were in Italy, you'd be eating pizza, olive oil, you know, everything that's associated with that country, that kingdom. And it's the same with God's kingdom. You adopt something new. It says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is forgotten and everything is new. So coming back to my topic is, do you know the authority that you have in Christ? You know, do you know what you've been given? And that's the Holy Spirit. And part of the, of, of, of the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit is righteousness, peace and joy. 
So when you've got the Holy Spirit inside of you, that gift from God, you are in right standing with God. And what does righteousness righteousness mean? It means to be in right standing with God. And according to the Oxford Dictionary, righteousness is the quality of being morally right or justifiable. So why have we been called to be righteous? Okay, so all of a sudden you, you're a sinner, you confess that Jesus is Lord and God of your life, you get the Holy Spirit inside of you and it's a gift. All of a sudden you are righteous. You haven't done anything to earn righteousness, but now you're in right standing with God. And sometimes, and I know I see it as being given a certificate or a, a, a medal for something that you haven't even done you're already in right standing with him. So the Lord has called us to be holy because he's holy. We are created in his image. You know, God created us in his image and therefore our characteristics should also imitate that of Christ. We, we are imitations of Christ. That's what our purpose was, to be called the sons and daughters of God. And in Timothy 1.9 it says, He has saved us and called us to a holy life not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. And I want to repeat that, not because of anything we have done. You and I cannot buy or work towards righteousness. We obtain righteousness through the Spirit of God inside of us. Now, John 3, 5 says, Except if a man is born of water and of the Spirit, He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So what does that mean? It says you can be baptized in water, but if you're baptized in the spirit, then you are baptized in the kingdom of God. Okay, so when we are born in the spirit, meaning we are like new babies entering into a new kingdom, and um, as I said before, Romans fourteen seventeen says, the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating, drinking, but righteousness, joy, and peace in the spirit. Before we got saved, we were all sinners. But the minute we accept Jesus and receive his Holy Spirit, we become the righteousness of Christ. 2 Corinthians five twenty one says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of Christ. So righteousness, just like salvation, just like the Holy Spirit, is a gift from God. I mean, we've been given a free gift. That's like the inheritance. We've been given it. We are in right standing with him. We, we don't have to earn it. It's through his grace and his mercy that we are called the righteousness of Christ. It's like receiving, as I said, a certificate or being qualified for something you've never done. One minute you're a sinner, the next minute you're righteous. You did nothing to deserve it. You know, it's his perfect spirit inside of us that makes us righteous. And Titus 3, 3 to 7, it says, At one time we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions, and pleasure. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us, not because of righteous things we have done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirthing and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. 
so that, having been justified by grace, we might become the heirs. And here we talk about the inheritance, having the hope of eternal life. Now, as Christians, we need to grow into maturity, even though we are in right standing with God. It's like you've got a right, but you've also got a responsibility. And our responsibility is to walk out our salvation. And 1 Peter 2 verse 2 says, Like newborn infants long for pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. God requires that we work out our righteousness. Even though he's given it to us, we need to work it out, walk it out in our lives. And, you know, once again, you cannot do it in your own strength. And Philippians 2.12 says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And, um, as I said earlier on, and I just want to, just like a constitution of a country, I said you have certain rights, but you also have responsibilities. In the kingdom of God, we have a constitution with all the rights. We've got everything to our availability. That's what it says, um, you know, we have all things in Christ Jesus. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. We've got everything. You know, we have rights that we have in his kingdom and it's found in the word of God. The more we spend time studying the word of God, knowing what our rights are, and the more we obey the word of God, that is our responsibility, the more power and authority in Christ we'll have in this kingdom, in God's kingdom. You know, knowledge equals power. <laughs> And, you know, this is for any part of life. Knowledge equals power. This is how we grow into maturity. This is how we become effective. And as I said earlier on in Hosea 4, 6, it says, my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. You say, you know, some people never grow in maturity. They don't know the authority and the benefits. We've got benefits in Christ. You know that. He says he heals all our diseases. He, you know, he renews our strength. We've got benefits being in Christ. But if we don't know the benefits, then we cannot fully operate in what God has for us. We won't be able to live where God says, I came to give you life in abundance. We won't be able to live that abundant life. Everything that God has for us is to live victoriously and to be more than overcomers on this earth. We've got authority over the enemy. We've got authority. You know, the enemy cannot do anything to me and you. The only thing he can do is when we give him the power to do it. When we either don't take up our authority or we don't know what our rights are. And the enemy would want to keep us oblivious of what our rights are. You know, because he's afraid. When we, when we take up our authority, he knows that, that he's already defeated. And, you know, we live in a dark world ruled by this enemy. And if we don't know our rights and authority in Christ, we will not be able to stand effectively against the onslaught of the enemy. So let me end with that for now. And we take a short break and then I'll come back um, and we'll chat a little bit more about the authority that we have in Christ.
Welcome back. This is Alana Willifier, and this is my program called Body Matters. And if you've just tuned in now, um, I'm kind of halfway through my program and talking about the authority that we have in Christ Jesus. You know, the authority we have in the Holy Spirit, knowing your rights, knowing that in the Word of God, if we know the Word of God, we'll know the authority that we have. We'll know what our rights are. And, and you know, as I said, knowledge is power. And, you know, God wants us to live a victorious life. And so as Christians, just coming back to what does the Bible say, you know, when um, about righteousness? How do we work out our righteousness? Because righteousness is a gift from God. We are in right standing with him, you know. And so how can we maintain righteousness? How could we walk, continue walking in that authority that God has given us? And one of the things is cultivating a hunger for the word of God. In Isaiah 4, 6, it says, my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. And I now have repeated this sentence over and over again in this program. But some people never grow in maturity. You know, some people just give their lives to the Lord and that's it. And they don't know that there's benefits, as I said earlier on. We have benefits in Christ. You know, we can ask Him, we can seek Him. You know, we can overcome. You know, God says you do not have because you do not ask. Um, you know, the enemy, as long as we are not spending time in the Word of God, when we don't know it, the enemy can run havoc with us because we can't discern whether it's from God or not. You know, when you know the Word of God, it's the truth. And when, when the enemy comes with a lie, you'll go, mm, no, that, that, that's not part of the Word of God. You'd be able to discern. And how many people, because they don't know the Word of God, Allow the enemy just to run and not knowing that you have victory. We have victory over darkness. Um, and, and that's what I mean. Everything that God has for us, as I said, is to live victoriously, to become overcomers, to stand effectively against the enemy. You know, knowing the word of God and being obedient to it is one of the ways we can stay in God's will, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God, but only the one who does the will of the Father in heaven. You know, sometimes we know the word of God. We know what's right. And sometimes we just deliberately disobey. and We just do whatever we want to do. And it says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God, but those who obey the word of God. So obedience is key to walking in authority. You know, wanting to be intimate with Father God and abiding in Christ. It says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And I mean, that is like, in one hand, it's beautiful if we can just spend time in God's presence, knowing that, you know, we cannot do anything, but Father God can. And, you know, he gives us the ability and the strength to walk in righteousness. You know, turning from destructive ways and resisting the enemy. You know, God says, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil and he will flee. You know, the enemy will always come, will always come and represent us with lies, with stumbling blocks, with things. And 
the word of God says, not God will resist. We need to resist. We need to flee. Being led by the Spirit who convicts us of sin and leads us into repentance. You know, if we need to be led by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit convicts us. As I said, He convicts us of sin. He will show us, no, you're going off the path now. You need to come back. John 16, 8 says, The Holy Spirit will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. One of the things I, I also know is that we need to walk in forgiveness and forgiveness towards others. You know, being part of inner healing for such a long time, I just realized when, when you have unforgiveness in your heart, it's like cancer. It, it, it eats up everything inside of you. You know, unforgiveness causes bitterness and resentment. And when that starts eating on the inside, it, it, people become physically ill, physically ill. And God says in his word that, you know, if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. You know, unforgiveness is so... Um, you know, holds us back from from walking in authority, walking in everything that God has for us, and also walking in repentance. You know, for all of us sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and we're all justified freely by grace through the redemption that comes from Jesus, meaning that we are bound to fail in our walk with God. But when we truly repent of our sins, he will forgive us. Like I said, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. You know, walking in love is another thing. How do we keep our authority? How do we walk in everything that God has for us? And that is when we walk in love by serving and doing good to others. John thirteen thirty five says, but this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another. You see, we can't walk at our righteousness in our own strength. We cannot take up our authority if we don't know what it is, if we don't know the word of God, if we're not listening to the Holy Spirit. You know, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it's for your own benefit that God has sent the Holy Spirit and we need to abide in him. You know, what is the outcome? How do we know when we're walking in God's authority, when we are walking in righteousness? It's when we are walking in maturity and f fulfilling our God-given purpose. It's when we become more and more Christ-like. It says, so all of us who have the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. You know, people will see it. There will be witness of it without you having to do anything but abiding in him. Walking in righteousness produces the character of God within us and the outward manifestation thereof is the fruits of the Spirit. You know, the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And Galatians 5, 23 says, God's people are characterized by the above fruits that reflect in their lives. Matthew seven seventeen says, Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but every bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree can't bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. 
Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. You know, we when we grow in righteousness, we bear the character, you know. And we all have a choice in pursuing righteousness. And I want to end off with this two scriptures. And the one is in Deuteronomy 30.15. This is something for you to think about. It says, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him and to keep his commands, decrees and laws. Then you will live and increase and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you're entering to possess. And the second one is Deuteronomy 30.19. It says, This day I call the heavens and the earth as witness against you that I've set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. So I want to leave you on that note today. And I want to encourage you with these last words. Spend time in God's presence. Spend time in the word of God. Get to know the power and authority that you have in Christ Jesus. Be obedient to his word. Take it up because, you know, we have everything to overcome this world. It says, it's by your faith you have overcome this world. We are more than overcomers in Christ Jesus. So today I just want to end off praying for you today. And um, you might be sitting and you might be thinking about this and you might say, well, you know, I don't really know the authority that I have in Christ. Maybe you've drifted from me. Maybe you feel like you've just fallen into sin. And I just want to tell you, and I always say the same thing, you know, God, while you've got breath in you, there's never too late to turn back. It's never too late to choose life, never too late to come back to him. You know, God came to save the world, not to condemn the world. You know, once you, when you, when you're alive, you're under God's grace. When you die, you're under his judgment. And so we are still under the grace of God. Where you've got breath in you, you can turn. God's arms are wide open. He doesn't expect you to do anything because without God, you cannot do anything anyhow. So surrender and just hand it all over to him today. So Father God, I just pray for every single person out there that's listening to my voice today. You know their hearts. You know where they are. You know the struggles that they are going through. And Father, you don't expect them to be perfect in any way because your word says none of us are perfect. But your heart is for all of us to turn to you. And your word says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So I pray for every person out there, Father, that they will hear your voice and call out to you. Father, 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 Lord, hear their prayers. You know their needs. You know the things they are going through. God, touch their hearts. Even right now, I pray that you will stir a working in them to come to you. Father, our lives mean nothing, nothing without you. We are nothing, Lord. Father, forgive us of our sins. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us from the, the worldly temptations, Father God. And for every listener out there, if you feel like you want to just turn back to God, commit your life to Him, just 
just repeat after me. Father, God, today I commit my life to you. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean with your blood. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your truth. I hand and surrender my life to you today. I want you to be Lord and God over my life. Thank you for what you've done on the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've prayed this prayer today, I want you to believe that you're a child of God. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will just consume you right now, wherever you are. Holy Spirit, that you will touch every listener right now, wherever they are. Fill them with your truth. Fill them with your spirit. Fill them, Father, right now from the top of their heads to the tips of their souls. May they seek you. May they run to you. May they call out to you like never before. And thank you, Daddy, that you will never leave them nor forsake them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to my program. And unfortunately, it's the end. The time has gone by so quickly. But we'll meet again next Saturday at the same time from me alone at Willie for you. Have a great week. Bye-bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.